Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Thanks for coming back and joining us again. Uh, I'm assuming that you listened to the first episode or the previous episode, and we're back. Uh, this is Chief Bob Vasquez, and over there I can see uh, Dr. Lugo Santiago. By the way, hey, uh, by the way, Lugo, I gotta I gotta tell you, you know, we've uh, we've been together for a long time, and I'm uh, really proud that you've. Uh, continued on with your education. Uh, I decided not to, and, and mainly because I didn't know whether I should be called Dr. Chief or Chief Doctor, and I said, forget it. I'm not going to do that. So uh, <laughs> congratulations on it. It's not been, what, a yeah. year or two since you got your PhD? No, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, in 2020. Uh, actually, 2019, I finished the uh, all the requirements, and I was... Uh, during that time so uh actually in 2020 was the commissioning ceremony 2019 is when it was awarded uh but yeah uh you know you you think about this education because a lot of a lot of us uh, education can it's it's a double-edged sword right it it may overload your logical side of the brain and not exercise your creative and you always gotta be very careful for it but i think for me when you mentioned uh, and thank you chief appreciate it uh, i think for me it it was an issue of trying to figure out a problem, right? You know, the, the problem was uh, one of the organizations that I was dealt with, we we had to restructure this organization across, this is a, a geographically separated organization all across the globe. And we're trying, I was trying to figure out how do we deal with change? This is one of the major changes, you know, over 24 years and, uh, and specifically in this case was the Air Force. And, and, and so I got into into this program uh, to study, uh, it was a doctor in strategic leadership and foresight. It, it, it was just basically, I wanted to understand change. I wanted to understand how do we deal with that and how do we create this thing that we want to create? And that's how, that's, that's the, the short story on that. Uh, well, and here, here's my perspective. And, uh, and uh, if, if we didn't say this uh, during our introductory episode, uh, I'll say it now. We're not necessarily going to agree with everything. Oh, and yeah. that's I, I hope that I taught you that, that you can disagree with me. Now, uh, we can argue and uh, cuss and discuss, but I will win because I'm older and uh, I can slap <laughs> you around a little bit. But, so you're, uh, you're, the, by, what you're saying is that you're, you're senior, right? I you're am, my senior. I am. <laughs> I am. I can still kick your butt. So uh, <laughs> as we talk, as you mentioned change, Lugo, my perspective is that we – and, and and again, with all due respect, because I, what you did and what you're doing is powerful and important. But I, I think our perspective on change is that, well, you know, often we say people don't like change. It's yes. not that people don't like change. It's that people don't like to be changed. Mm-hmm. When you get those external forces hitting you and saying you have to change, we, we're resistant to that. Until we do what leaders do, because we wanted to focus on leadership and leaders and leading today, uh, when a good leader comes around and encourages you and inspires you 
to move toward progress, which is, I think, a higher level of change. Progress requires change, I, I think, right. by definition. But it's a little bit different perspective because now you're going toward that end result, that future. This is going to make us better. And I think that's really the gist ju of, of this program is that how do we make things better? Well, you have to see them better. If you can't yeah. see them better, you're not going to get there because you have no no foresight. You know, I, I know that's not exactly the definition, but mm -hmm. using that terminology. So, sure. And as we talk about leaders, uh, I, I think in my perspective, the hardest leading is to, or the hardest, the most difficult person to lead is yourself. And mm -hmm. you know, in all yes. of my books and all of the stuff, stuff that I teach, it's about self uh, leading yourself first. Then you can lead others possibly, but at least you got to lead yourself first. And, and the key there is doing it effectively and consistently. And where we miss mm -hmm. out is, or where we have to start is, uh, my girls, my kids, you know, my teenagers, they're always asking, where are you at, Opa? That's a good question. Where are you at? Mm -hmm. As a, as a yeah. leader, where are you at? You know, we don't do this. We don't think about where am I at? Uh, am I good? Am I not good? So, uh, so anyway, I, I think as we talk about this stuff, what's a leader? What's a, uh, what is leadership itself? You asked, in the other ep last, the last episode, you mentioned it's kind of a guide that ship part going toward that future. Uh, I, I like that analogy. Uh, I wish I had thought about it, but I take credit for it because you probably thought about it after something I said. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Because it was part of that book, you know, the power of supervision. That's, that's right. That's right. But uh, I, I consider leadership, the ship part, and I think by definition it is, a science. And that's important. And that's where, you, again, your PhD comes in. That was a science of learning to, about change and all that stuff. But the part that's a, the art is the leading Either you're doing it or you're yeah. not doing it. And, you know, it's funny because, uh, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of folks that they say they're leaders, and I blow them uh, their minds when I ask, well, who makes you a leader? There's only one person that makes you a leader, and right. that's a follower. This the if a first follower. follower. Is not, yes. you're not, if, there is, if you have no followers, you're just taking a walk because there's no one following you. You are not leading. But people have this perspective that I'm a leader. Well, yeah, why? Because I have the title. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. a management title because it's on the right. door, you know, that's a management function. But the leaders really, if you're going to be a leader, you're only going to be a leader because a follower said you're a leader. Yeah, it's always been a mystery, right? If you think about it, because uh, uh, f first of all, uh, actually, I want to address the first point that you had in regards to change. We, you're correct, we like change, right? We do. I mean, we, some of you have that's why you iPhones. get a new car every year look every time i see you oh i got a new pickup yeah. oh, but you just bought the other one no i got this new one that's yeah, change absolutely we that's like progress change. exactly really progress it's, yeah we think it's progress right and and so that's that's true but more that we like to be changed if it goes in the direction like for example uh, if we know we, you know, somebody comes, you know, and a mentor or somebody who opens your eyes and says, you could be this, this is who you can be. This is your, here's your potential. And, and then you discover your potential, or at least you can see it. There's a realization, right? Discovery inside your heart and says, oh my, yes, I can be that. And then now you want to change, right? And, and so you move towards that. We help with mentors, you know, with coaching, whatever the case, but then you move towards that. And then you change and then you become that leader that you want to that you want to be that probably in some cases, just like the flower, right, ensues. So that leadership, that leader ensues as part of a 
it's just a byproduct of all these other things that you wanted to become the the people that surround you. That thing about leaders is is interesting, right? I, when we, I know you and I have talked before about leadership and my take on leadership in regards to if I could take it take the word out of the the dictionary, I'll probably take it out because it's it's an illusion, right? It, just like you mentioned, I am not a leader unless I am recognized by somebody, but internally i am acting in some kind of conviction and in that type of conviction maybe i i develop this relationship with somebody it, and and then maybe more people sign up for going towards a particular purpose but regardless we've always been i mean uh, fascinated with this thing of leaders and we haven't been able to define it really what it is I mean, if you think about uh, the in the 1900s, we were dealing with, uh, you know, we were studying leadership, right? In the first three decades of the 20th century, how do we define leaders? Well, we talked about traits, right? That, that was the, the, the thing. We, we talked about emphasize control and em emphasize centralization of power. That was, that was what we defined the first three decades of the 1900s. And then we moved, you know, later on in the 21st century, you know, thinking a little bit different about, well, maybe, maybe the leader is somebody who is, we, we want uh, authenticity, right? We, we are looking for somebody who's, who can connect with us. So we ended up beginning to think, talk and think more about spiritual, right? The spiritual leader, the spiritual leadership. And then we started talking more about adaptive and the servant leader, which has been, you know, thrown a lot out, out there, although people don't quite understand what that means. And so all of these variations, right, we have moved away from traits. That was a, you know, traits, behaviors, and we, that, that was a first, you know, shot at trying to define what leaders are and what leadership is. And so here we are today still trying to define what that is and confused but we do know something and that is that when we see a leader we recognize it right despite all of these theory and and the fact that we still don't have a quite good definition now you mentioned the art and uh if you remember when we grew up in the air force the, the first i mean i've studied many different kinds of just like you uh definitions but this one then there's no quite one definition but this definition that we use to lead right we said the art of influencing and directing people to accomplish the mission that's how uh in the military you, you kind of define it and you know to tell you the truth i have not seen a better definition than that one have you not really yeah and although it, it, Leading, I think, Lugo, and I think you're going to agree, is like you just, you have mentioned before, it's situational, you know, and situational uh, events are not necessarily logical, yeah, because you, 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 you go by the seat of your pants when, when you have to lead a lot of times. Uh, it's like how many times have we uh, said or uh, taught people, the plan is only going to be good until that first bullet flies, starts flying. And then it, all all hell's gonna break loose. And then you gotta improvise. And uh, as a musician, and you know I'm a musician by by trade, uh, I'm a jazzer. I'm an improviser. If I do this well, 
I think that's key to being a good leader. Uh, you, you, you can't, yeah, you're going to have plans, you can read. Well, and it goes back to this question of, are leaders born or are they made? Mm. Well, I think the answer yeah, is yes. They, they are born and they are made. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, all of us are born, I mean, by definition. Right. Or else, well, we haven't gotten to that point where we're, uh, what is it, uh, robots or whatever. But, um, oh. but anyway, we're all, yes, we're, we're all born and then we either, some of us have better, I'll call it, I'll say talents, abilities, capacity to lead than others. But as you were saying, in an, an organization where you have to do something, someone is going to stand up and be the leader. Like I said earlier, maybe it'll be me every time, even when I don't want to be the leader, but someone is going to stand up and, and lead as long as the followers say, we're following you. Well, why? Or, you see, well, that's a question. That's well, a why? big question. And that's the inspiration part, right? Yeah, let me tell you how it used to be. Uh, I came into the Air Force in 1972. I know you weren't born yet. Your, your parents aren't even, I don't know if they were together <laughs> <Thanks>. yet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, 1972, my, uh, March uh, of 1972, I finished basic training, and I, I'm uh, assigned to March Air Force Base in Riverside, California. Three of us went there at the same time. Uh, and as we got there a, a week later, the duty sergeant, if you remember that term, there was a person that was in charge of making everybody do these other additional duties. Rick Rose was his name, uh, staff sergeant at the time, takes us outside to tell us what our duties are, our additional duties, I guess, and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. So he, uh, he tells Mike Mormon, Herman Mormon, your job is to do blah, 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 blah. Uh, Mike Paulson, your job is to do blah, 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 blah. And th uh, their jobs were pretty easy, really. Uh, and then he looks at me and he says, Vasquez, he gives me a broom. He says, Airman Vasquez, your job, we had uh, the, uh, the, I was in the Air Force Band. We had a building that was separated by, uh, by a um, sidewalk, and then there was a eucalyptus tree. Eucalyptus mm -hmm. trees are terrible, Lugo. I don't know if you've ever seen them, man, but they, they shed this bark that's gross. It's like tar, and it, it's terrible. So my job was to keep that sidewalk clean. And uh, Rick Rose says, uh, "That's here, here's your broom. Keep it clean. I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? In those days, it was uh, an honor to, go, to come out of basic training with two uh, stripes because... Uh, you had the, the criteria for that was that you went to college. So I had mm -hmm. gone to college and I got the two stripes coming out of basic training. Otherwise, you came out with no stripes. So I look at Rick Rose and I show him my stripes. I say, look, I'm an airman first class. I went to college. I don't do that. Lugo, I can still feel it. He stuck his finger in my chest and said, do it or I'll kill you. <laughs> for the year and a half that I was in right I'm telling you, man, that, that sidewalk was the cleanest sidewalk on base <laughs> for the year and a half that I was there because uh, he was going to kill me. But And they called not, you a motivated airman, and that was correct. Indeed, and, and he was an NCO, and that's what you did. That's the way you did it, which is kind of uh, validating what you just said. We don't do that anymore. We can't mm -hmm. do that anymore. The youngsters that we are leading, uh, and you're, you are all youngsters to me, uh, they're way smarter, they're way uh, different, and you can't get to them that way. You can't force them. You cannot f force your leadership on anybody. Again, they either give you permission or you're not leading. Yeah, you, and that's, uh, you, you mentioned they gave you permission. 
right? People were accepting some kind of relationship, some kind of authority. And then based on that, the person said, okay, I'll do it, right? And uh, right. in some cases, you know, people are not going to do that. And the organization, whatever organization you're in, has some, you know, system policies and procedures in place to enforce some kind of compliance, right? And then the person follows or actually the person complies, not really leads. And, uh, and, and then we see that. That's, uh, uh, you're talking about stories. Uh, I, in, in becoming the leader, and I remember this story, uh, I was, uh, at the beginning you mentioned that you felt, and I think it was a, probably the previous episode, you mentioned you were always leading. You were always leading from the get-go. I felt that uh, when I was uh, young, I remember this uh, supervisor who was doing some things that, in my opinion, did not think uh, this person should be doing as a supervisor. So I went to supervisor, supervisor. I was the chief. And I uh, I remember uh, I told the supervisor that I wanted to talk with, that, with the chief. And, of course, you had to ask for permission. And uh, so they went through all of that stuff. And they uh, the chief agrees that he was going to uh, listen to me. And so I polish my boots, you know, make them all nice and clean, haircut and uh, everything. I was looking pretty sharp. I did a little prayer before going into the office, you know, just to make sure that just in case I don't get into a wall-to-wall counseling, you know, with the, with the chief. Anyways, I knocked in the door. I went in there and uh, I, ex- you know, I explained to the chief uh, that uh, my supervisor was, um, in my opinion, right, it was not living up to what we would expect from a supervisor. And so he threw a green notebook on the table and uh, he said, uh, Lugo, this is what I want you to do. Every time you, you're going to walk around, every time you see you see one of these you know, supervisors or non-commissioned officers that uh, are not living up to that, I want you to go ahead and write it down in that notebook. And once you have written about a half of that notebook or a little bit more, you can come over and we can talk more. And so I was dismissed. You know, I was just, uh, I, you know, I took the notebook. Oh, I'll have this, I'll have this done in, in a few weeks, you know? So anyways, I was very diligent looking around and writing everything. And so the time came, went back to the, the chief and, you know, I, I told him what I have found and he looked through the notebook. And what did he see? He started reading. I think he was making sounds like, oh, okay. Then he threw the notebook to me back and he said, I want you to keep that notebook. Whenever you become a supervisor, a commission officer, whatever, you're going to look at that notebook. You're going to decide not to do the same things. And then you're going to get promoted again and, and so on. And you're going to look at that. And you're not going to make those things. And he dismissed me, you know, and uh, in the organization, things, some things happened, but I'm not sure if it was a result of, of, of my conversation. But that was a, a, a moment, right, for me to learn that uh, if I want to be a leader, it is more than just pointing out, right, uh, where the faults are, because a lot of people in organizations do that. But that there is there was a trajectory that there was a journey for me to to you know become the leader, and that was for me to learn, and then understand that I could be better, and and the reason why I needed to be better, and never losing you know. So I guess you look back right uh, in regards to the lessons you learn. So when you 
project into the future, you don't make the same mistakes. And so, but anyways, that was a uh, uh, really uh, defining moment, a great, great story in regards to, you know, uh, how do we become leaders and how do we become the leader that we want to become? And that, I will say, requires foresight. It does. And vision. We'll talk about that next episode. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great.